I'm Tony Motley. I'm 61. Um, I spent most of 2021 in the hospital. And it was an expected experience, but a a very challenging experience. Um, I knew at some point I would go in and it would be for an extended period of time. But I don't think you're ever really prepared for the level of uh, isolation and the just the, the alone time that you'll spend in in a hospital long term. And uh, I think it was a, an opportunity. I took it as an opportunity to kind of reflect on life and be grateful still um, for having life. Uh, there's something to be said for when you face a challenge, a health challenge, and they, they think about, you know, if you don't have your health, you don't, you don't have anything. You're right. Um, not being well is probably something I would wish on an enemy if I had one. Um, but what happens, I think, is um, there's only so much time that you can watch television and interact with other people around you. In my particular situation, I was in a room that um, people only uh, one designated visitor and the uh, medical team were the only people allowed in the room. And so that made it you know, interesting for me because it forced you to be by yourself. And so, you know, you bring your laptop and you bring reading materials and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it's just you and your mind. And you talk about solitude um, in a forced situation, but that is solitude. I mean, you are alone with your thoughts. And I, I found it to be uh, sometimes challenging, but most of the time I was able to entertain myself. And uh, sometimes by reading, sometimes by listening to music, sometimes by um, maybe watching a video, uh, something instructional on YouTube or something like that. But also just spending that time thinking about my life, thinking about what I would do uh, when I got well, and just thinking about the... uh, the challenges of all the medical procedures that I knew I was going to have to uh, endure. And um, I remember because I knew I was going to be hospitalized for a long time. And it gave you a, a booklet, a binder of information about uh, the do's and don'ts of living in isolation. And I found the book to be very difficult to read. In fact, after looking at the first 10 pages or so I just closed it I just felt like uh, you know this whole thing about which foods you can have and outside food and limited number of visitors and how much time you're going to be spending alone I mean just reading it uh, it was too much of a challenge for me I put it down and I think then when I had to go through it um, I found that part easier because you learn to live you learn to live uh, day to day And I think really minute to minute. And I think uh, learning to live from moment.
moment to moment uh, was very helpful. And I, I think it wasn't literally minute to minute, but basically if I got up and was able to eat breakfast and take that morning's medicine, then so far so good. And then I would worry about the lunchtime and the rest of the day later. I didn't, I didn't worry about or concern myself with anything that was part of my like distant future. I just dealt with what was happening right now. And, and I found that that was liberating. It wasn't that I ignored the other parts, but I just let them go. I've realized that I can only deal with what's in front of me. I can't fix what's going to happen later. I can't worry about it. I can't fixate on it. I just have to let that go. And when later comes, it'll be later and I'll deal with it. And so that's kind of a mental thing that you do just to get through it. But I think as the days go by, you realize, boy, it's been, it's been 23 days. It's been 27 days. And, and you know, you go home, but you can't sit there and think, on day one, I got to get to day 27. I got to get to day 23 because you'll make yourself crazy. And so you just kind of do what uh, what that day uh, in, in, uh, requires from you and then let the rest of it take care of itself. So you don't, you know, you do it one day at a time. And I think I learned kind of a, a pattern of acceptance with that and that, you know, you can only deal with this. And stop worrying about that. It's, it's a distraction and kind of a trick. You know, you learn to just handle what's in front of you. And it's a relief not to think about all the other things. And uh, it doesn't help you. It's ineffective. It's, I found it to be an ineffective use of your time. And so I think I really, I learned to handle my thoughts and to keep my thoughts positive. I think... That was probably the biggest challenge of of being forced to be alone and um, forced into isolation, forced into solitude, is that there are times where your thoughts can be your biggest enemy. And you're thinking negative thoughts. You've got negative things on your mind or whatever. Late at night, you're tired, but you're thinking crazy things. And I think... Just to be able to have a song or uh, something in your mind that's positive that you can reflect on, a scripture, a song, a prayer, whatever it is. And I would repeat those positive affirmations in my in my head until it drove out the negative thoughts. And uh, I know sometimes my nurses and people that were treating me thought I was losing my mind, but I wasn't. But uh, if I had to sing or pray or whatever out loud, I mean, that's what I did just to get through it and to just to block out the negative things that were going on in my mind. And I found that to be probably the most effective thing, that you have to replace the bad thinking, the negative thinking with something else, something positive, something beautiful. And uh, I found that I would repeatedly do that, whether it was uh, – uh, certain things that I knew songs that were go-to songs or uh, certain readings that I would have, or even some videos that I would listen to, just listen to uh, the videos uh, at night to keep me in my right mind. And I think uh, guarding against negativity uh, 
and guarding against negative people and just really letting the negative go. I think that's the thing, you know, you can't be consumed by negative thoughts because they will take you down. I found the more I focused on beautiful things, on happy things, on things that uplifted me, the better off I was. And you have to, you know, you have to actively force uh, negativity. It's intentional. Get the negative thoughts off your mind and replace them with something else. And that that's a legitimate activity. And and so you have to find those things that give you peace and, and deal with those and embrace those. I think for me, I think in terms of my health, um, that was the biggest thing, I think, just to keep your mind frame positive because – it's so easy when you're not well to sink into that kind of feeling sorry for yourself or whatever. And I never did that. And I never wanted to, to be that person, but I can see, I can understand the predicament that you're in. I mean, I went three weeks without being able to walk. I went a week without being able to feed myself. And it was for, for months, it was difficult for me to bathe and difficult for me to just do normal activities that we take for granted. And that, that can be, humbling um so you need those uh positive things to help you overcome those kind of challenges that you have in your life and you realize as you go over challenge after challenge after challenge you realize you can do anything you can overcome anything you become amazed at what you can withstand and i think the idea of uh i think wanting to live uh, wanting to get through it is important. It's an important frame of mind. So I find that these, the solitude is important because it gives you a chance to sharpen those tools, those mental tools that you need to survive. And I think survive anything. I think if you read the books uh, by Malcolm X or uh, Mandela, I mean, their ability to survive imprisonment and isolation and solitude was built on positivity and not just this pie in the sky stuff, but actually finding something that can uplift you that's bigger than yourself. And I think those, that tool and that mindset is just the most important thing that you'll ever have. I mean, you, you have people come in and see you in your hospital room and to make sure you're not suicidal or you're not depressed. And that was never the issue for me because I knew I wanted to live and I was going to do whatever it took to get through those challenges. And so uh, it's not a concern for me, but I can see where and how it could be a concern for other people. And especially because my experience was I had this stem cell transplant, but then I wasn't recovering. I wasn't getting better. And so that was kind of a downer for me. Uh, you expect that after you go through all these uh, challenges and chemotherapy and radiation that, you know, life will start to get better. And, and when it doesn't, you know, that can be a concern. Uh, it was troubling. But, you know, patience and allowing all that time to just kind of work it out because we, you know, we expect our expectations that, you know, we want immediacy. You know, I wanted to be better like overnight. I wanted to be better right away. And that just didn't happen. But 
through time, through a, a strong frame of mind, you can survive that. And taking advantage of the solitude can help you survive. So I take it as a blessing. Thanks.